Today, I have three topics that I think will be very helpful for your business. So thank you for being here and listening to the Mix, Sizzle, and Shake Your Business podcast. This is Sue Ann, and I really appreciate you listening. I'm sorry that I've been missing for a minute. I got really tied up and busy with client work, which is actually a great thing. So I'm actually sorry, not sorry, because of course, you know, client work is the most important and the fun part of having a business. But as promised, I do want to talk to you a little bit and share from Lisa Sicard's smallbiztipster.com blog that I introduced you on the last episode with Lisa here live. Um, And so that's what is going to be the first of the three things that I share today. And I think that I'm going to be giving you in this share some sound business advice, but also I'll be giving you that sound business advice mixed with a little story about starting my own first business. Many many moons ago. And the lesson is that you should consider having a sounding board, a board of directors, an accountability partner, or any other manner of establishing trusting resources that you can count on for your business. So that's really important. Um, And that's what what the blog post that I said I would share with you is kind of going to be about. But also, you should check out smallbiztipster.com for Lisa because she also brings you a lot of business tips for things like setting up your business entity. Do you want to be a sole proprietor, an S-corp, a corporation, a partnership? What is the best situation for you? Um, Do you have concerns about insurance for your business? Do you know how to go about getting obtaining customers and not losing customers, retaining them? Because uh, everyone knows it's better to develop a current customer than to have to go out and get new customers. So you always want to keep a good business relationship going. But more than that, you need to get lined up with your own company. And that's a little bit about what my post for this first segment is. And it's about my one phone call. And I'll share with you the truth. (laughs) The truth is I didn't talk much about owning a business. I was so scared um, when I started. I was very young. And I, I think in being scared about everything (laughs) to do with starting a business, I didn't promote it because I didn't want to talk about it because I didn't want to admit I owned anything because I was afraid what if I don't make it and everything was so interesting and fun and hard at the beginning but I was a little bit timid about talking about having a business which as we know is not the way to grow a business but that's the truth I was a little bit scared so this is a small bit of the tapestry of my business story and As you know, this one note, this one little tip for you is only a small part of the tapestry that it takes to really succeed and have a remarkable business. So I'm sharing this here for you. I think it's a lifesaver for any business of any size. And this starts out by saying, you see, owning and operating a small business, even a small business is demanding 
and it's sometimes excruciating. And so you need to have your one phone call. My one phone call makes my heart sing. Of course, and I have a kitty singing in the background. I don't know if you can hear him, but my one phone call makes my heart sing. Of course, back then, you didn't know when I started my first business who was calling on the phone until you answered it. But my one phone call made it to me every single day since day one of my business. And this evolved from landlines through caller ID and finally to the cell phone era that we're now in. And not always at the same time every day, but for every single day in my business life, the phone rings. It reassures me. It's constant. It asks me if everything is okay. Do I need anything? What's going on? Most especially, again, is everything okay? That's so important for you as you kick off a new business and as you go through the beginning of your business or in times of struggle, really at any time in a business, this is important. But my one phone call gave me my first best-selling recipe, which was for chili. It was homemade soups and pies for years that came from that same caller, you know, just to help out. No problem, no charge. There were questions posed, there were problems solved, there were parts delivered and maintenance guides for every purpose found and sent immediately, because you know, you need a guy, right? There were lots of discussions, there were arguments and opinions and advice, sage advice, and is everything okay with me? A lot of business questions that were posed, answers in my one phone call, and many ideas were pondered and decisions made. One thing is I learned to laugh in business. My one caller in business is a business friend and a propelling force. We spent a lot of time laughing on that one phone call and in person. My one phone call taught me to bring some humor to business. And humor helps. Make a note of that. Humor does help. Plus, my one phone call changed the trajectory of my business, scoring me the turning point client of all time by bugging a poor engineer at the Port Authority to use my services. And this changed everything. Introducing me to the corporate world for catering, and from this one single order came years and years of clients and bigger and bigger events, one after another, all directly relating back to this one piece of work. Work the poor engineer was forced into giving me by my biggest fan, my one phone call who, by the way, also disagrees with me and argues and challenges and makes me think and checks in just to make sure everything is okay. We love to laugh, but life sometimes includes crying too. So does business, and that's harder. As time marches on, I know how lucky I am to have one precious phone call. And I hope in business you try to have a person you trust with all your heart in your corner too, because you need to be sure to have someone with you as you kick off your new business. While you may think my one phone call was a source of funny, again, something your business needs, my caller also represents so much more to my business. A valuable tool for you in business, no matter how big or how small, is a trusted board for a consistent and indispensable resource center always available to you. Borrow business experience.
Okay? Call it an advisory board, a sounding board, a board of directors, or anything else you like. But having an opportunity to ask questions and get advice from people who know more than you is priceless. Even an accountability buddy helps while you help each other. Having the ability to discuss questions or ideas for business also helps you make your decisions quicker and easier. It's nice to know you have someplace to go for problems so you can handle them. Not everyone has a dad who will be your one phone call a day for business checkups. But you can create a little help for yourself when it comes to business by collecting trusted people as resources for you in business. And also by forming your own board. Also, now there are groups and communities online if you need to kick ideas around for your business. Look for trustworthy members with more experience for you. Look for that. Like my dad says, I might, might not be, I may not be any smarter, but I've been around a lot longer. And when I was younger, I think he just said that so I would listen to him. But now I know it means it's smart to borrow experience. Making business friends helps you kick off your business and keep growing your business. I spent a lot of time asking other local business owners questions to learn from them. I became friends with purveyors and I gained their trust and that gave me the ability to ask more questions and gather extra information and advice from them. I became partners with some of my competitors even and suppliers, sharing leads, customers, and even equipment. Resources spring from asking questions, I find. Who knows what will come of it? I have more business friends than otherwise, but these relationships span many, many years. They go more in depth than business only, and my one phone call is my best friend and the best business buddy of all. You need someone, too, who is always on your side, even when they disagree with the decision you make or you flub up. Unconditionally available, just one call away. Don't you think? Okay, guys. So that's my share that I promised from smallbiztipster.com, Lisa's new blog. Go check it out. Get some small biz, biz advice. Um, secondly, for today's next talk, topic, I want to talk a little bit about a thought that was shared by Donald Miller the other day. And I've talked about him and StoryBrand, his book, before and his company. And sometimes I really kind of chuckle because some of his messages seriously make me think he's reading my personal business playbook. We're like on the same page. But today he reminds us to remember to focus on figuring out the moneymaker in your biz. Because when we get confused about productivity and time management and what matters in our business, sometimes we don't get down to the heart of it and really focus on that moneymaker. So he said in his case, for example, that's a lot of writing time because he's expected to publish another book. Um, so what I think is that he makes a really good point because how you spend not only your time, but your other resources as well, meaning the people who are on your team, do they know what they do 
that shakes the money maker. What their part is to be part of the team moving forward so everybody gets paid and everyone does well and the company thrives. So I think he has a great point about how you allocate what gets done in your business and that you need to remember to shake your money maker. Okay? So when we talk about shake your money maker, it leads me perfectly into my third tip for business today. It's something I want to talk about. And in fact, this one derives from a post that I wrote um, for Ryan Bidoff um, on blogging from Paradise. It's entitled, Is There an SEO Less Way to Win in the Digital Space? And I love that people popped in um, and left comments and also um, shared on Twitter or Facebook and left comments about how Literally, this is something that is a very appropriate point for small businesses and for people trying to get their blog business or their digital business off the ground. Because what I'm saying in this is that, well, I'll just tell you, I'm not saying that chasing SEO isn't a valuable business endeavor. Heck, anything to get an advantage in gaining new business is welcome, right? But what I am saying is that SEO is a moving target. And if your main objective is to dominate Google and rule page one, you may be getting nowhere with your blog and fast. Sure, pay attention to op uh, optimizing your website, your pages, and your posts, but because attracting, you know, we know that attracting search engine notice does help grow an organic audience and visitors to your site. Still, obsessing about search engine optimization is draining, and spending hordes of time on it may prove to be fatal in the end. Because think about it. How many changes in the algorithms does Google make in the course of the year? The answer is tons. Too many, I think, to keep playing the chase down game when I think the main factors that determine the success of your digital marketing and business blog are easily obtainable. Admittedly, for some types of businesses and industries, online sales do depend on massive traffic and visitors to sell products. Even some smaller affiliate business sites do have ample reason to increase traffic through SERP. Who doesn't want that? But guess what, buttercup? <laughs> I say that on here, but guess what, buttercup? It turns out that creating a successful digital business just may not depend on SEO or big traffic numbers. How about that? What if I tell you the quality of your blog visitors far outweighs the quantity of those visitors, just like quality outweighs quantity in your blog posts themselves, right? So is there an SEO less way to win in the digital space? Well, maybe you can be a successful digital business and not be an SEO nut right? <laughs> what are the real results you're looking for? That's what you need to ask yourself. Are you aligning your true mission and your blog content that you create for that purpose? Is your website and your blog, in other words, working for your business? Are you getting quality clients? Are you getting, attracting the people who are interested in giving you business? If you are, it seems to me 
that you're gaining a certainly, uh, excuse me, you're gaining for sure the result that you want. Here's how I state it. <clears throat> to me, there's a single important question to evaluate, regardless of your SEO results. Are you getting sales via your blog presence and, of course, social media amplification? Again, I think social media amplification and distribution of the blog is a part of gaining traffic. But guess what? I get a lot of traffic from social media amplification and that doesn't cost anything. That doesn't, you know, that does take time, but the more you do it, the better you get at it. And you might even start to like it. I like Twitter. Anyway, if the answer is yes, then you are certainly getting the key that you want for your digital business. The best result, which is sales, right? Sales is the biggest business goal for most any business. Another uh, factor to weigh is the significance of traffic. In other words, even if Google is sending you huge traffic, are they, is it superficial traffic? Is it bouncing in and bouncing out? Or are you really connecting with people? So we also need to know about whether you have a factor called engagement going on with your blog. And to me, engagement is a really important thing. And that's not just uh, getting social shares and likes, but that's also getting comments on your blog. That's also um, having people discuss your content, you know, having conversations around what you blog about, which I love and happens to me quite a lot. I even get emails from people. So sometimes you don't see the results of the engagement um, publicly, but I know when I'm getting, you know, good engagement from a, no a number of factors. Also, am I getting business? Am I getting clients? If I'm attracting clients, then something's going right. Um, quality content, no matter what the type, mixed with your social interactions and these engagement factors helps you build trust and authority for your site. And eventually this does lead to a higher domain authority and higher rankings by Google. So ultimately when you do these things that are proper and you're gaining engagement, these are signals to Google anyway. So they're going to end up finding you, I think. So remember that building your web-based business and creating sales through your blog means finding the right people who resonate with what you offer, what you have to say, what your topics are. It also means listening to those people so that if you have to evolve your offer to hit that market in a way that's more meaningful, you can make adjustments, you can evolve. And it means staying ahead in your industry. Know what's going on in your industry instead of working to be ahead of Google because I have news you're never going to be ahead of Google, <laughs> even though it's fun to try. Uh, right, Nikolai? <laughs> anyway, it means also participating in meaningful interactions with customers and peers. And if that's happening, that's fun. And that makes you feel like something is going on. And that makes you know something is going on. You have customers, you have peers, people are noticing your work, it's getting seen, shared, talked about, all good. To me, this reinforces my position, of course, that and I've said before, I think devising valuable content assets for people is more important. I think that Google then follows. But remember, you're good enough and you're practicing to relentlessly get better. So surely your SERPs will catch up soon. Okay. For now, keep creating valuable content assets for your blog to engage with your target market with core customers and try to do it in a meaningful way. 
That's going to be authority, credibility, and so on that you need so that people understand that you have knowledge. Um, stay up to date in your in your field again. Um, I, I'm always uh, continually learning, taking courses. I just took a course with the amazing Amanda Robinson to learn a little bit about Facebook ads, which I know nothing about, and now I know lots about, which is great. She's awesome. Um, I just took a content marketing thing uh, with Mike Alton, which had an interesting twist because he's into content pyramids, which are twists on content clusters, in my opinion, and also all of it works together as kind of a cornerstone content attitude uh, for how you put your stuff together. But we'll talk more about that coming up soon. Anyway, the point I'm making is worry about your business, worry about staying up to date so that you're a resource to your clients because you know what's going on in your industry. That's more important than spending all your time and all your resources, in my opinion, than chasing Google, who you'll never catch up to and you'll never get ahead of. But as Nikolai mentions in a uh, comment here that he does enjoy the, the labor of getting results from strategizing and working to build SEO. But as he mentions, and, and I say this in all things with business and with marketing, a mix, a good mix. So, of course, listen, I learned how to do SEO initially using Yoast. I've taken courses in SEO through um, SEMrush and um, a couple other ones actually too. But anyway, um, I, I have Serpstat that I work with, uh, but it's not... To me, it's not where my time and efforts need to go. As you expand out and you can have people on your team that look at your SEO more directly, that's great. But just like money in, in your business, when you do good things, the money follows. When you do good work with your blog and the quality of your blog and engaging with people and, and growing you know, relationships, the money follows that way. Uh, the business follows that way. Google follows that way. So do all the right stuff, and then all that other stuff comes with it. It just follows, I think. And thanks, Donna, for a comment. Nikolai, as I mentioned. Um, of course, Ryan. Um, Jahawar, I hope I'm saying that right. Um, and, of course, Erica, you're the best. Thank you guys for listening today. And thank you for, oh, go check out, is there an SEO less way to win in the digital space on Ryan's blog? I'll put a link on the Mizzy Biz site, M-S-S-Y-Biz.com. Mix, sizzle, and shake your business and check this stuff out. Can't wait to talk to you again soon. Thanks for listening. This is Sue Ann, right? Mix for Business, signing off. Thanks for checking out this Right Mix for Business presentation. Remember, if you need to bling your blog or you need help with any content assets for your business, Right Mix for Business. Yup! <laughs>